Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. I don't think this is a given that Buffalo wins this game tonight. Denver out of the bye, like they've looked better the last couple of weeks. Buffalo has some issues. I, I, I have, uh, earlier in the week, I was able to grab Denver plus 7.5, which I like quite a bit. That's Greg Roussard. Greg Roussard over .25 sacks at plus 180. I got Javante Williams over 13 and a half rushing attempts. Stephon Diggs, ultimate receiving yards, 50 plus at minus 700. Who is making these bets? Who, who is doing this? Minus 700. Sickos are making these bets. Can you get 40 cents back on your return? Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Jay Croucher. He's Lawrence Moneyline Jackson. He's Matthew <laughs> Barry. Connor Rogers is out today. He'll be back later in the week. Good day for us yesterday, Matthew. Really good day for us. No Connor Rogers uh, today or tomorrow. He'll be back on Thursday. He's dealing with uh, something. Uh, we can't wait to see Connor back. But Lawrence Jackson Jackson, yes, the Moneyline yeah. in his stead here today. <laughs> Lots to get to. The, the craziest thing is so we had a good day last night, right? So... I suggested that I thought the Broncos could win. Honestly, if their kicker could kick, it shouldn't have come down to that last play. Everyone's bitching about the 12th man, yeah. but the truth of the matter is, is the missed extra point. And like, right. The whole thing, like the two-point conversion, like it actually shouldn't even have come down to that, or the Bills should have had to attempt a two-point conversion on their last touchdown. And we're going to get to the game in a big way later on and break it all down, waivers today as well. But the crazy part is, is that somebody, Jay, bet Stefan Diggs, because we do that segment every day. Like, we, like here's our bets, our best bets for tonight. And, like, you had Greg Rousseau over .2 at plus money, which yeah, cashed. Plus yep. uh, at, uh, and um, and over, the, over on Javante Williams, obviously, cashed as well in terms of his rush attempts. Uh, so we went, uh, I think, three for three yesterday. Uh, but what I will say is, is that the person who put – DraftKings sends us these most popular bets, you know, yeah. bets that have been made. And, like, who's taken oh, Stefan Diggs over 50 receiving yards – Against Patrick Sertain yeah. at minus 700. I, I was sh- were you shocked by minus 700 as a line there? And then also somebody... It's not super generous. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> be backing minus 700. Yeah. Good news is he went three for 34, so he didn't even catch the 40. Right. If anyone backed that at presumably minus 1,500 or whatever that would have been. But that was a ridiculous game. Equal parts sickening and enthralling. Uh, one of the most <laughs> memorable last minutes. Lawrence, do you agree uh, with the decision to uh, get rid of your offensive coordinator after a 12th man comes on the field on special teams? It, it's tough, man. We It seems like we, we was in this situation last season with the Washington offensive coordinator. It's like I feel like it always got to be somebody. And I'm not one to, you know, root for someone's firing, especially in this, you know, in this way. Like they literally lost the game on a on a pass interference call and just two years ago or a year ago rather you know when Brian Dable left you bring in Ken Dorsey like everybody was saying he was a genius and this that and the third he's he's had a long career as a uh offensive uh in fairness 
In yeah. fairness to the Bills, just to play devil's advocate here for a second, Lawrence. Yeah. In fairness, Ken Dorsey did call the play that Gabe Davis would let the ball go through his hands <laughs> yes. and somebody else would get inter- would intercept the ball. That was Ken Dorsey's play. Then he also called the play where James Cook fumbled. That was his call. He played, you know, he said James Cook, go out there and fumble the yeah, ball. Yeah. That didn't work out for them. you got to give him credit, though, for calling the second fumble that James Cook right, had that was run for fumble. like 50 yards. Yeah. He says, don't worry, that's going to come back to us. Yeah. So in fairness, in fairness to Ken Dorsey, you know, yeah. when you call right. the plays that get these turnovers, yeah. right, you know, that hit Gabe Davis in the hands and it goes through him and then they intercept it, you know, yeah. Simmons intercepts it, and then James Cook just fumbles. Like, well, they were left, no, left with no choice. That yeah. was, right? yeah. It was an absolute mess last night from Sean McDermott. We'll get more into it. But everything that happened on that last drive, the fact that you send the zero blitz to push him out of field goal range, and it works, and then you send it again, inexplicably, when they're already out, yeah. and then they get the pass interference. Because despite all of that, like you still were going to win the game after that sack. The sack is the last thing you had to have happen if you was the Denver Broncos. And it happened. Right. I mean, <laughs> and there it's, it is, it's, the pass interference. And there it is. It's like, yeah, underthrow. Under again, that was on Ken Dorsey. It should have, you know, it should have <laughs> told, should have told, uh, you know, seven here. In, in, Just, hey, yeah. listen, listen, it's going to be underthrown. You should turn around and play the ball. Um, you shouldn't get a, a late pass interference again. And, and it's a great job by Jerry Judy, too. Like, as the receiver, yeah. this is exactly what you're supposed to do on the underthrow. And you know they're going to call it because they're calling that these days. Yeah. I just I, I just feel like I get that the expectations of the Bills' offense are really high and they have underperformed. But, like, that loss last night wasn't on the offense uh-huh. in a big way. I mean, like... Are there plays that you wish the offense had back? But let me put it this way. I'll, I'll make it – maybe I'll slight, say it slightly different. I would argue that loss last night was not on the offensive play calling. You oh, can say it was right, on the yeah, offense. Right, right. You can say offense because you can't have turnovers. Many turnovers. Yeah. They had too many turnovers. They had too many turnovers. And, and, you know, I mean, we don't know what's going on. And maybe Josh Allen's making the wrong read or what have you. But, I mean, like, give the Broncos credit. The Broncos' defense – I mean, that after since that 70-point, you know – Decimation, like they've been one of the better defenses in the NFL, and they 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 had two weeks to prepare for this game, and before the break, they shut down Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They did it twice, really. The the Broncos, yeah, the Broncos just they didn't win the game, but it was a close game when they uh, lost to the Chiefs, nineteen eight. Right, the the Chiefs won that game thanks to their defense, not because of the Broncos defense. Like so, the Broncos defense is turning around, and like I. I don't know. Like, I, to your, I'm glad you brought that up because, yes, I thought Scott Turner got completely screwed last year and thrown under the bus and was made a scapegoat for the issues of Ron Rivera and the rest of the coaching staff. And I do think that there's no question this team has underperformed. The Bills have. And I feel like Ken Dorsey – and I'm not even the greatest Ken Dorsey fan, but oh, I just nah, like – right. You ain't got to be. But, yeah. but you're just like – they got the third most efficient offense in football. And last night it was because it was on Josh Allen and Gabe Davis and Dalton Kincaid's had moments as well. Like, that's not on the play calling, to your point. Uh, also, last thing on this before we go to waiver wide, I think that your play calling just has to reflect your personnel. And when they called those zero blitzes, you know who wasn't out there? Micah Hyde wasn't out there. Tredavious White wasn't out there. You know who they left on an island on the first zero blitz with the game on the line? Damar Hamlin who hadn't played football since he yeah. died on the field last year. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to cover one-on-one with the game online. And to be fair, they got home that play. And then the next play, Theron Johnson commits the pass interference and they lose. And now they're 5-5. Five and five. They've got the same record as the Indianapolis Colts. And they're underdogs now to, uh, to make the playoffs. Uh, right. Incredible scenes in Buffalo. All right. If you're, if you're Joe Douglas, yeah. do you pick up the... They play the... Hey, 
Ken Dorsey, what are you doing this week? Come on up to New York. We're going to hire you to be a special assistant to the offense or something. Why not? Short just, week for Buffalo as well. they got to buy in a couple of weeks. Just so like you said uh, yesterday, Matthew, you said, I wouldn't be shocked if the Broncos won this game. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets beat them too. They've done it already yes. with Zach Wilson. So the, de- the Jets' defense is still there. The Bills' defense, not so much. That game suddenly becomes a lot more interesting oh, because yeah. – that's a must-win for both teams now. I mean, yeah. both teams should play really desperate in that game. And also, you know what other team, other game got a lot more interesting last night? Vikings-Broncos yeah. on Sunday night football. Oh, yeah, game. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, seriously, two weeks ago, I was kind of like looking like, eh, that may not be our best game. But now, Josh, last Josh Dobbs, the return of Justin Jefferson against a red-hot Broncos defense, the renaissance, the russaissance, the russaissance is happening. Mr. Unlimited. Russaissance, come on. We'll get into the Monday Night Football details in more depth. But it's incredible to me that Kevin O'Connell lets Josh Dobbs do a lot more than Sean Payton lets Russell Wilson do. And uh, only one of those two guys is uh, on a quarter billion dollar contract. Anyway, Actually, let's correct. get to waiver wide. Lots to get through today. We'll also talk about uh, our best futures bets at the end of the show in addition to Monday Night Football. But let's start off, Matthew, with some strategy. How do you approach waiver wide for uh, playoff teams? I think, it de- right. I think it depends on, I think this is important. It depends on where you are in your league and have a real sense of your team, right? So if you're like, say, I'm just pulling an example out of thin air. Say you're like me in our show league, right, where I'm 8-2. and I'm in first place. I'm making the playoffs, right? This is happening. This is absolutely happening, right? Um, And uh, so now what I'm doing is is I'm looking for backups to my running back. Like, I I have a good team. So now it's about uh, fortifying my team for the playoff run, looking ahead, looking at the schedule of who my guys are playing in the playoffs. Are there is if you play in a league that has that's defenses like can you grab a defense that might be good in the playoffs that sort of thing and also just um, making sure you have the insurance backs like you have Tony Pollard you want to go grab Rico Dowdle I know Pollard hasn't been great but you wouldn't want to lose him as we get near yeah. like the guys that are sitting on your bench that you've been you've been waiting for these guys to pop like you can okay like you know what I mean like. Um, you're now looking your, – your focus is now about fortifying your roster and constructing your team entirely about the playoffs. You're not worried about the next couple of weeks. Meanwhile, if you're a team that's, you know, whatever, 5-5, five and five, maybe you're like Lawrence, you're 3-7 and seven in our league, something like that, just to throw him under the bus. I was right, actually going to bring a counterpoint to that. So what, this, what do you do if you have slim playoff <laughs> chance hopes? You know what I'm saying? So, but right. you no, you've had some bad injury luck. I'll, just, I'll have fun with you. But the, uh, the fact is – is that no? But like, if you're five and five, and you're like every mat, then then you're looking at somebody like Ty Chandler or Devin Singletary, who might be valuable this week. You know, somebody that you you need to. Now you're just on a week to week basis, right? So like, we're gonna get into our running back uh, waivers, and I have Keaton Mitchell at third as my third running back because Singletary and Chandler should have more value this week, yeah. especially if Madison doesn't play on Sunday night. Um, but if you're asking me biggest upside for the rest of the season, like there's a chance. Keaton Mitchell becomes like poor man's Devon Achan. Like, I mean, yeah. he's got that kind of speed. Like, he could pop that way over the second half. And so you want that kind of uh, – those kind of guys as well. I also think it's not worth – it's worth picking up, like, think about, you know, what Christian Watson did down the stretch. What Think about what Amon Ross St. Brown did down the stretch mm-hmm. his rookie year. Like, rookie wide receivers especially start to pop. So is there – like, I don't think Quentin Johnson is something that I love this week, but could he be – could he some, could he pop later? Could Marvin Mims pop 
later in the season as we get on. So, again, like I think you can take a few more of those chances if you're – give you another example. If, if, like, I've been struggling at tight end, I'd rather grab three or four tight ends on my bench and hope that I figure out one over the next couple of weeks um, where I, if, I'm, if I know I'm in the playoffs. Whereas if I'm trying to get to the playoffs, I'm not doing that. I'm just going with whatever tight end I'm going to start this week. Last thing to mention here before we get there, week 13, the week before the playoffs in a lot of leagues. Most, some leagues start week 14, some start week 15. But either way, week 13 is going to be a key week uh, to try to get into the playoffs. And just get ahead of this because that is a brutal week. It is by, by Apocalypse 2, by Mageddon 2. Here's who's on by in week 13. The Ravens, the Bills, the Bears, the Giants the Raiders, the Vikings. So Justin it's Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, DJ Moore, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, so on and so forth. That's right? some people's whole roster. Right there. I'm just so I'm just saying again, use this people aren't focused yet on week thirteen. Focus on week thirteen. If you're sitting there at five and five, you're six and four, you're like, hey, I need to win out to make the playoffs and just realize looking ahead like hey what's my schedule what's my team going to look like in week 13 specifically again you can never deal with injuries but just understand how you approach the waiver wire this week and the rest of the season depends on where your team is whether you're definitely making the playoffs or if you need to start winning some games this is be honest with yourself time this is look in the mirror time this is not time to like you know no no he's coming around this is like yeah, be honest with yourself they, they, like you know they have or they have you not. know if you got it or you don't okay and so yeah. like we can smoke and mirrors our way there but we just got to be aware of what we have when you mentioned keaton mitchell in uh you know in our show league i actually have keaton uh-huh. mitchell on my three and seven team that's part of the reason it's three and seven but i have guys like aaron jones who was hurt early in right. the season which is why i'm three and seven garrett wilson who wasn't who's just now but it's too late now you know so if you're in that position Three and seven with some guys just now starting to play good. It may be some teams that are eight and two. Like you might have to give up one of them guys to get some depth if you're still fighting for that last chance uh, at the fantasy right. playoffs. Right. Like you should you should be like, hey Matthew, I've Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell is a good, you know he's like so so this week, uh, and he's going to be on a buy in week thirteen. But he's somebody who might pop in the playoffs. Do you have somebody usable for me this week for the next two weeks? Right. That you know what I mean. And so we can we can talk. I'm probably not gonna do a deal. I'll be honest with you. I mean, you, you can anyway, afford a loss. I this is this, this is, is true. Like I, I score my highest point to still loss. I'll tell you one thing. I I, uh, I have I have done where I have literally gone to somebody that was when I was in a reverse situation when I was like in a must win situation like the week yeah. getting and I like like if I was on if I was week thirteen and I'm like I know I need to win in week thirteen and I'm playing a guy that has that is definitely making the playoffs playing another team i might say to him like hey i'll tell you what i'll give you mark andrew and my tight end is mark andrews i'll give you mark andrews for a a lesser tight end that's playing this week you take mark andrews you're going to take a loss this week but you'll have mark andrews for the playoffs you don't need it doesn't matter if you win or not and this way i win this week and i live to fight another day and then we see we figure it out gotta get it how you live gotta yeah exactly (laughs) do what you can Okay, well, let's try to find some of these guys on the wave of wire. Let's start with running backs. Reminder, some of the guys on bye this week. Bijan Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, Alvin Kamara, and their understudies, Algier, Moss, and Elliott. Now, you, uh, s- you said who's on bye? You said with the Atlanta running back is who? 
Bijan Robinson. Okay, so I said yesterday Bijan Robinson's on a bye this week. And there was a controversy whether it's Bajan or Bijan. Uh, hey, Pete, since we're stuck with you today, can you roll the tape? Let's hear from the man himself. How you pronounce my name is, is Bijan. Okay. Like, that's how you say my name. But I say I say Bijan. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know why I say that. Like, <laughs> all my life I said that. And my mom's like, why do you say your name like that? Like, <laughs> and I, I mean, that's just how everybody says it, but... I don't, I don't, it doesn't really like affect me on, on how it's said. So if you guys want to say Bijan, like, go ahead. Um, <laughs> but if you guys want to say Bijan, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that too. Okay, we've, well, we've that doesn't got, help. That doesn't help at all. I think everybody right. Everyone's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have said Bijan Robinson, and I'll tell you why. Because I respect his mother. I respect the wishes of Mama Robinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. I you respect Bijan himself. There you go. Yeah. Well, it's just about who you respect yeah, exactly. in this guy. I also respect you're Lawrence. You're anti-mom. Yeah. You're like, Lawrence. you're the anti-Zach Wilson. Lawrence, Lawrence the I respect uh, Lawrence. Uh, I respect Devin Singletary after he went 30 for 150 and a touchdown first time. All season, the Texans yeah. were able to run the ball. Are you buying this going forward? Do you think Singletary maintains his role when Damian Pierce inevitably comes back? Well, I think it hurts Damian Pierce more than anything because at the very least, this thing is a 50-50 split, and it was yeah. uh, it was trending that way already. Um, you got Devin Singletary. By the way, he had a career high, 150. Like, he never did this with the mm-hmm. Bills. So now he gets on the Texans, and he runs for 150 yards. That was, that was uh, amazing. Uh, he's got 90% of the team's running back touches over the past two weeks with Pierce out now. Damian Pierce wasn't reaching that type of, uh, you know, volume. he wasn't getting that volume Mm-mm. when he was, but that's because Devin Singletary was eating into that. So it'll be interesting to see when he comes back. But I think it's a 50 50 split. He's just been too effective, especially in the big win for them to go back now. There are rumors I, that Ken Dorsey was actually fired because Devin Singletary went for 150 yards. <laughs> that's uh, that's I haven't right. I've been able to confirm that. Right, exactly. Look what this guy's doing on Houston. Yeah. He never did that with us, Ken <laughs> yeah. Dorsey. You're fired. You're absolutely fired. You might got some legs on that. That might be true. There's something there. I will will say this to your point. Whether Pierce comes back or not, I don't think he can put that genie back in the bottle, so to speak. Uh, Singletary certainly earned more work, and they play Arizona this week, just in terms of picking up guys that are available this week. They play Arizona this week, and Denny Carter talked about this over the weekend uh, on Fantasy Football pregame about how Arizona is such a run-funnel defense. And everyone had to drink because he said the word funnel like 800 times. But the fact is, he's right. Teams facing the Cardinals averaging over 26 running back carries per game. They allow the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs as well. Pierre, uh, Singletary is going to be somebody that's likely going to make my love list again this week as well. So uh, I think Singletary, who's available in 50% of Yahoo leagues, if he's out there in yours, very much worth a pickup, especially if you're looking for somebody this week. Yep, Matthew Ty Chandler came into the game when Alexander Madison was concussed. Cam Akers obviously out for the season with his Achilles. Now, he didn't have a great stat line, but he's got a touchdown out of the Wildcat and just seemed to give them more zip in the offense. Right, and they're playing at Denver on Sunday Night Football, as we talked about here. The mobility of Josh Dobbs, I think, opens up this run game here. Also, the return of Justin Jefferson as well. He's a starting running back in the NFL, and that's going to have value. Denver allowed, uh, you know, as good as the D- Denver defense played last night, they still gave up almost 200 rushing yards yeah. and over seven <laughs> yards per carry. I mean, James Cook, when he wasn't fumbling, was running all over them. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. So Chandler on the road at Denver, I think, is certainly a viable pickup. For whatever reason, 
um, I kept confusing him with uh, time. No, not no, time. Montgomery, Ty, Ty Johnson, the former Jets player. I, I, I was talking to Connor like. Why didn't Ty Chandler do more at, in the Jets? You know, I was giving him crap. because he like, wasn't on the team. Because yeah. he wasn't on the team. Yeah, but if he would have been. I don't know why I did that, but I just had this weird brain part where I just keep confusing Ty Chandler, who was legit drafted by the Vikings. He's been on the Vikings his entire uh, pro career. UNC. Uh, for, um, yeah, for um, Ty Johnson, yeah. uh, former Jet great. Uh, anyway, Ty, uh, Ty Chandler's out there, and it, it, we'll see if Madison clears the concussion protocol. But it seems, at the very least, He's earned a bigger portion of oh, the yeah. backfield. Doesn't seem like they want to give Madison this whole workload. And now the K-Makers is done. And then, obviously, if Madison doesn't clear the protocol, he'll be the starting running back on Sunday night. Yeah. Lawrence, yeah. Keaton Mitchell. Uh, not a lot went right for the Ravens against the Browns, but Keaton Mitchell, just the explosiveness that he showed, you'd expect that he'll be a pop- bigger part of the offense going forward. Yeah, you know why I didn't go right? Because they stopped uh, giving him the ball. He had three carries in the game. Look, his, his season numbers is just crazy, right? 12 carries, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. That's like he's basically divine A-chan for the Ravens. Uh, Explosive. John Harbaugh said we didn't want to put too much pressure on the rookie in a tight game situation. But what? He had their two biggest plays of the game outside of the OBJ uh, 40-yard touchdown. But 2.4 fantasy points per touch over the past two weeks is something, Matthew. That is that is a very impressive number for people who don't understand. Like, 2.4 fantasy points per touch is ridiculous. Um, I actually heard a rumor that Ken Dorsey was fired because Keaton Mitchell didn't get be. more work. Oh, yeah, like, it's just very upsetting. It's just yeah. like, it's just like <laughs> yeah. they're just like, why are you not getting your best player yeah. more work? Exactly. I, get out of here, Ken Dorsey. Yeah. So it's like, I don't call the plays for Baltimore. Yeah. But they'd already been fired. Yeah. So it was, it was Unfortunately, when you confuse Ty Chandler with Ty Johnson, the Bills actually just fired you as well, Matthew. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Uh, you don't uh, Buffalo not the more. first time they fired me yeah. as well. Well, listen, I can never be too angry at Buffalo because that was where you and I had our one yes, magical night. Which I still you don't know about and don't want to know about. That is correct. Y'all got that. It's it'll just be it'll be between uh, me and Jay and four magical walls. <laughs> I'll just say this: um, uh, holiday. <laughs> you know, you call it the holiday, and I call it the love shack. Yeah. All right. Okay. The fact of the matter is, is that Keaton Mitchell, he's had 15 touches this season. Four of them have gone for over 30 yards. Four of them. And you think about this matchup against Cincinnati where they are allowing the fifth highest yards per carry to opposing running backs this season. Again, we just talked up uh, Devin Singletary and what he just did right. to the Bengals as well. This is Keaton Mitchell. And again, it, like we talked about at the top of the show, tell me what you're doing. Like if I'm 8-2 and two and Keaton Mitchell or 7-3 and three or whatever and I don't need somebody for quote-unquote this week, love the uh, – he has the most upside of anyone. And – by the way, if you don't have Keaton Mitchell and he's gone in your league, it's your own fault because we, we we literally we literally yeah. have been making fun of Michael Smith for bringing him up in like week one. You yeah. know what I mean? This is something that we talked about. Like this is a guy, right? You know, um, he is somebody that has been talked about on the show quite a bit as well as somebody that we we saw him uh, pop in the preseason. We knew all kind of speed. Connor loves him as well. Talked about uh, his career. East Carolina, I believe, right? Yep. Yes. And the thing is as well is that he now he gets the Bengals who Devin Singletary just yep. lit up after they hadn't been able to light up anyone. It was I've funny watching, watching Keaton Mitchell uh, just burn the safety around the edge and compare that to Latavius just, Murray not just, being able to burn DJ Jones. Just outran the angle. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, Latavius Murray kind of like, he looked like he tipping. When <laughs> he know, he, like was, no knee lift there. It was, it was uh, like, not great. Well, so you hopefully, hopefully 
the big plays, you know, you mentioned Harbaugh saying that, like, hey, you know, we didn't want to put too much on the rookie, but hopefully he is earned. And he don't have to have the goal no. line touches. No, no, he, he, he Just he, give him more. Well, when you're not being tackled, when you're running it in from the 40, it doesn't matter. You know, you don't need any goal line touches. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's earned a bigger, a bigger share, and we expect that role to increase as the season progresses. Love him for the second half of the year. If you're in a – I would, you know – you and I should talk about Keaton Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned upside, Matthew, with Keaton Mitchell. Zach Charbonnet has a ton of upside as well. He is going against the Rams. Looks like Stafford will be back for that one. And he got a bit more usage against uh, your Washington Commanders. 11 touches last week. That was a season high for him. He's now had three straight games with a snap rate above 50%. It is a committee there in Seattle, but Ken Walker has been banged up throughout his career. Came into, you know, into the NFL banged up, but he's you know, hurt a little bit in preseason this year as well. So somebody that for deeper leagues, he's probably already rostered. But again, as we sort of talk about roster construction, if something were to happen to Walker, Charbonnet would be a top 15 fantasy running back any week that Walker was out. Yep, I agree there. Lawrence, Tajay Spears, another young rookie running back. He went four for 42 through the air. Uh, Jay and I have talked. You're never on the waiver show. Jay and I have talked about Tajay Spears literally for two months straight. I don't know why he's still on the show. I don't know. because they hate us. America yeah. hates us. They're just like, I'm, Barry's recommended Spears, I'm out. But, Lawrence, can you talk about well, so I don't the, have the, to? The, the, the best thing about this is, no, you're not getting 100-yard games, but in a PPR type of a league, which is what most of us play nowadays, you'll take what he did in Week 10, four receptions, 42 yards as a long shot flex. The important thing here is a 52% snap rate this season along with Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry's still, you know, the goal line back. Uh, but they've, they've proven that they depend on Tajay Spears from time to time. And the schedule coming up here, you got the Jaguars, the Panthers, and the Colts. The Panthers and the Colts are amongst the worst rushing defenses. Uh, in, well, matter of fact, they're amongst the worst against defending running backs in fantasy yep. uh, this season. So you like the matchups there. And Tajay Spears has been known to, you know, catch a pass and take it for a long game. So. Now you don't have to talk about him as much. I just did. I'm just reiterating what these gentlemen have been doing the past, well, really the whole season. Yeah, okay. Let's move on to Daryl Henderson, Matthew. Kyron Williams expected uh, per Sean McVay to make a return when eligible in Week 12. This is Week 11, however. Do you think he's viable this week? It's, it's literally just about this week as, as well against the Seahawks. Uh, like, he's averaging over 15 touches per game in his three games that he's played this season. Brian Robinson had a big game through the air against uh, the Seahawks last week as well. Henderson is the more of the pass-catching running back between him and Royce Freeman as well. Um, he's been Freeman's been more effective than Henderson, but whatever. Henderson's been the guy. They seem to. It's kind of a 50-50. So I prefer Henderson to Freeman just because of the passing game usage. But Freeman probably has the better chance to get into the end zone. But again, they'll be close in my rankings. It's just sort of like, hey, if you need somebody that qualifies at running back this week. Daryl Henderson qualifies at running back this week and does not have a terrible matchup. Seattle has fallen off recently against the run, whereas they started off the season really, really high. But um, so far this season, they've struggled. And actually, over the last four weeks, no team in the NFL has given up more rushing yards per game than the Seattle Seahawks. Sean has come off the Seattle defense a little bit. Let's take a look at how you rank these running back waiver wire targets. Matthew, you got Devin Singletary. At number one, coming off the massive game, Ty Chandler two, Keaton Mitchell three, maybe more of an upside play there. Certainly upside plays in Zach Charbonnet and Ty J. Spears as the season goes on. And then number six, Daryl Henderson, more of a this week play. 
Alright, let's jump to wide receivers and take a look at some of the notable ones on by Michael Pittman coming off a solid game uh, in Europe. Chris Olave, Drake London, Rashid Shahid, who just cannot make it happen at the moment. Josh Downs, Michael Thomas, who is also injured. Get well, Michael, and Demario Douglas also on by. Not really the star-studded lineup that was on by uh, at running back, but still some but guys. Pittman and Olave and yeah. London. Olave quietly got no right sheet. as well. Yeah, especially. You're hoping James out of the bye it's Jameis Winston if you have Olave. Yep, okay. And Demario Douglas has been a bit of thing last week. He's, he's, he's coming along. It's been thing adjacent. Yeah, Demario <laughs> Douglas. All right, Lawrence, let's start with you. Uh, Texans wide receiver Noah Brown, who just keeps on going off. Yeah, definitely pick him up. I'll obviously, you know, look out for Nico Collins coming back here. Year, but back-to-back games, 150 receiving yards. The Cowboys is probably like, hey, because he used to play for the Cowboys. They're like, hey, what, what, where was this when, when you was with us? 20% target share in three of the past four games since coming back off IR again. Um, three of those games had Nico Collins in them. 44% of his yards have come after the catch, and he caught one uh, last game against the Bengals where he broke two or three tackles. Yep. This may or not this may no, this be the is player. Not it. This is not it. This is not but, it. But it's another one of his. But players. he another was. One. But like, go ahead, man. No, you're watching. You're watching footage of Noah Brown, and what's impressive about about Noah Brown is like they're using him in the slot, so he's running his routes there. They play Arizona this week again, which I think is impressive. And you look at the upcoming schedule: Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver, the Jets. Good defenses, but all teams that you can throw against in the slot, and so. Again, similar to what we talked to about with kind of Devin Singletary, I don't think this goes back into the bottle. Like, I just think if you're the Texans, you're the Texans, like, we have something. Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Noah Brown. Like, that's our three across. Like, and we're obviously going to be very pass-happy as well. You see it there on your screen in terms of the last four games, what Noah Brown has done. Really, um, it's increased. It keeps increasing. Like, from two for 37 to three for 57, six for 153, seven for 172, like, would you, would you consider him a flex with uh, Nico Collins back? I would. Again, as you mentioned, since he's returned from IR, he's got a 20% target share good, in three yeah. of the four games since returning. And of those four games, Nico Collins played in three of them. Yeah. I, I, again, and I know Tank Dell's been in and out as well, but um, I, I don't know. I, I, I just sort of feel like this is, this is as hot a passing offense as there is in the NFL. Yeah, uh, and so you know, insanely I, easy schedule upcoming for the Texans as schedule. well. So they should be able to light up some opposing mm-hmm. defenses. Team that doesn't really light up opposing defenses, Matthew, is the Patriots. But Demario Douglas is effectively their wide receiver one. He is on bye this week. But what do you think of his prospects going forward? Well, I like him, and we've talked about Pop Douglas a couple of weeks now in a row. That once Devontae Parker went out, Kendrick Bourne went out for the year. Devontae Parker's been struggling with. Uh, the concussion um, being in the protocol, we've been like, listen, it's like it's him or Juju Smith-Schuster, and, you know, we love Juju here. You know, Lawrence is in business with Juju. Yeah, but, yeah. Shout out so, to Juju, man. Right. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, at this stage of his career, it's it's been tough for Juju to get going. And this is somebody who, I've talked about this multiple times, but we know, uh, like I'm happy to give you my source, Devin McCourty told me, like, when he went to Patriots camp this uh, in, in the preseason – 
former Patriot, now NBC teammate, Devin McCourty, he was just like, they love Demario Douglas, and they were talking him up. And so he had the bad fumble early in the season, was in the doghouse for a bit, but has emerged and has become their guy. Targets, receptions, yards, all season highs in Week 10 against the Colts, where he went 6 for 84, one of the few things that was working right for this Patriots offense. We don't know who the starting quarterback will be when they come out of the bye. Bill, will check. I don't think it matters. Because he's going to get his either correct. way. And just to take it off of a fantasy perspective, if you just if you're watching the Patriots Correct. offense, you see who the best playmaker and most ex- well most explosive playmaker is that they have at this point. Yep, 100. percent By the way, last four weeks, 23 percent target share for Demario Douglas. To your point. Yep, Lawrence, I always like to get your opinion on secondary Cleveland Browns wide receivers. <laughs> and now Donovan Peoples Jones is gone. Elijah Moore comes more to the fore, coming off a solid game against the Raiders. Well, first off, Elijah Moore needs more names for me to like, because you know I like the players with two last names, right? Um, Week 10, five catches, 44 yards, and the touchdown there. What he is, is it's the, he's the solidified number two receiver in that Browns offense. It's like we like you. You could pick him up, put him on your bench, see what happens there. You you know what his role is, but in the Browns' offense, which is definitely getting better, I don't know if it's a point where you know you're throwing him in a lineup on an offense that's not like the Houston Texans. Like you could feel confident starting multiple receivers on a team like the Texans, not so much uh, the Cleveland Browns. 19.5% target share this season, which is a little over 6.3 targets a game, at least one red zone target in four of his past five games. So he's going to get the opportunities here here and there. And you know they'll also give it to him in the backfield sometimes too. A thousand percent. And, and Watson being back and looking like Watson certainly elevates that offense. Uh, next guy on my list here, uh, Lawrence, is Brandon Cooks. Look, he's scored in three of the past four games. That's exciting. He's had twice as many targets as Michael Gabbard over the past three weeks. That's the key here. Is it's like if you want a piece of the Cowboys offense beyond uh, C.D. Lamb or Jake Ferguson, it feels like it's Brandon Cooks. Now the yeah. concern is is that 51% of his receiving yards this year came in Week 10 against the Giants, but they play the Panthers and then the Commanders and then the Seahawks and then the Eagles. So the next two at least are not defenses that scare you. Brandon Cooks is available in 62% of leagues. And Quinton Johnston, Lawrence, who has become a little bit more of a focal point in the Chargers offense just because they don't have anyone else. Uh, what are you expecting from him going forward? Yeah, volume's not crazy, but his snap percentage has gone up. 84% of the offensive snaps over the last two weeks. He scored his first touchdown in Week 10. Again, it wasn't crazy numbers. Caught four passes for 34 yards. If he doesn't get the touchdown, obviously we're not as happy, but again, we's, like he's in the game now beginning of the season he wasn't in the game at all now he's playing a better part of the snap so you you like him more like I'll take him more than Jalen Guyton I like him more than Jalen Guyton just based on talent but the fact is Guyton got more targets in this past game uh, than uh, Quentin Johnson did and Guyton played 78 percent of the snaps so one of the reasons why Johnson isn't as high as, he, as you might think he would be, is because of the presence of Jalen Guyton. The fact of the matter uh-huh. is this offense goes through Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, and then you've got, got, got Guyton and Johnston competing with the tight ends for whatever's left after those two. So um, he's on there. We like the talent. We hope he emerges, but we're not ready to go all in. Just like if you need somebody this week, there's better options than Quentin Johnston because of 
the presence of Jalen Guyton. Yep. Let's take a look at some deep league wide receiver targets headlined by Jaden Reed, Michael mm-hmm. Wilson, Trenton Irwin, who caught a crisp touchdown from Joe Burrow and looks like T. Higgins is probably going to be out against the Ravens on Thursday Night Football. And yep. then Marvin Mims against Minnesota on Sunday Night, Matthew. Yeah, we'll talk more about this game coming up, but the fact is is that Mims, even though he didn't do much against, uh, much against uh, the Bills, the fact is he played 69% of the team's snaps. And they, Sean Payton talking about wanting to get him more involved. This is somebody that Payton himself drafted in the second round. So I, th- I do think Marvin Mims is one of those guys that could have a big second half as these rookie wide receivers. Michael Wilson, four straight games with three or more receptions as well. Kyler Murray back certainly helps that entire offense as well. Okay, let's look at the rankings, how we order these guys in terms of picking them up. Noah Brown first, Mario Douglas second, then Elijah Moore, Brandon Cooks, who... The week before that 173-yard game had one catch for seven yards. And then Quinton Johnston is fifth, more of a flyer. Again, it all depends on what else you need. You know, if you need somebody for later in the season, Demario Douglas and Quinton Johnston would be more more priorities for me. If you're like, I need somebody this week. Uh, Listen, I like Noah Brown this week and moving forward, but the rest of the guys, like, you know, Brand Cooks is more of like a this week play, and we'll Noah see. Noah Brown just took over for Robert Woods, huh? Yeah. Well, Bobby Trees is, over, you know. Overdue. Okay, yeah. let's take a look at quarterbacks on the waiver wire. Headlined Lawrence by uh, who I term basically the NFL's answer to Lynn Sanity, and that's Dob Sanity at the moment. He yeah. is available still in 47% of leagues. He shouldn't be available in any league at the moment. And then Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, and Jordan Love. The, other the astronaut Joshua Dobbs making his Sunday he, night football. He absolutely should not be available no. on any waivers. He's a weekly starter. Correct. Factually he, correct. He's a, week, he's a weekly starter. He's got mobility and Justin Jefferson coming back on a fantasy-friendly pass-first offense. This yep. man as a Viking is quarterback three in fantasy football. Yeah, he's certainly the guy who stands out most on this list. Matthew, Russell I like, Wilson. I like the Pastronaut as a... Um, you don't like Dob Sanity, the Dob father? No, I like Pastronaut. Dobby? Dobby. 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 I was very invested in the Vikings uh, winning that game on the weekend, and I may have sent some very strange voice messages to friends uh, doing the, the Dobby. You the, know. Yeah, I'm not like what? What was the Dobby <laughs> voice? Uh, Dobby. Dobby, is that a touchdown, Dobby? Yeah, it was very That's bad. exactly what I would have imagined. <laughs> yeah, it. it was very, uh, very great. we have our open for tomorrow. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson <laughs> uh, against Minnesota. Like He's looked better. I mean, one of the things is uh, the, the Russell-sance <laughs> is happening. He's now had at least 17 fantasy points each of the past two games. He's had at least two total touchdowns in six of nine games. There's at least a floor now with Russell Wilson, who gets you some points with his legs as well, at least 30 rushing yards in four of the past five. So that's the other thing that's been nice is that you know, as the Broncos have gotten better and gotten more uh, familiar with Sean Payton and the offense, the fact is is that Russ is starting to run again. Again, mm-hmm. like he's not going to remind you of Lamar or Josh Allen or anything like that, but 30 yards is 30 yards. More than it, I, if I know I'm getting 20 to 30 rushing yards from Russell Wilson, knowing what else he's going to do, I'll take that every single time. He's fine. He's completely fine. Is And, and uh, he's available in 54% of leagues. Matthew Stafford back. How how healthy is he going to be? Like, you know, is he gutting it out, or is he 100%? We don't know yet. If he were 100% healthy, I might have him higher than Russell Wilson. It's kind of right there, either or. But because we have questions about the full health of him, and he doesn't run, I have Wilson over Stafford. I will just say this. He plays Seattle this week. We just saw future Hall of Famer Sam Howell light up the Seahawks. When, you, when these two teams played in week one, Stafford had over 330 yards in that game against Seattle as well. And you have to believe positive touchdown regression is coming for Stafford. So far this year, he's had a career-low 
2.8% touchdown rate. For his career, he's usually 4.7 entering this season. So positive touchdowns coming with a healthy Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's jump to tight ends and, and start off with... Jordan Love if you're desperate. Yeah, it's very desperate. All right, don't have to be desperate though, Lawrence, for Trey McBride, who's been an absolute monster, and he went 8 for 131. How is this guy still Yeah, this is, this is another one where I'm like... Y'all got to pick him up. Uh, 50% available in Yahoo leagues. That's He's, way too much. Mc, McBride, is, McBride is only 41%, 41% available, but we want to mention him just because we think he should be 0% available. The Definitely. fact that he's available in 41% of Yahoo leagues is crazy, Lawrence. I, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think the matchups for him uh, matter at this point. You got Kyler back. He... Clearly, they, they look like they've been working on their chemistry these past three weeks because he was the guy that Kyler depended on when the game was on the line, throughout the game, early, late, no matter what have you. He's a tight end one the rest of the way. Yeah, hopefully he's gone in your league and hopefully he's on your roster because, again, this is somebody that we talked about how uh, when Ertz went down, McBride was going to be the focal point. This is a team that was top two in tight end target share just as an offense. Since Zach Ertz went down, McBride is the third best tight end in fantasy. You see some of the other waiver targets there, assuming McBride is gone in your league. How about Pat Fryermuth, who had four end zone targets in less than four full games played? Something has to get better for this Steelers offense. Uh, Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave, I'm telling you, at some point this season, Luke Musgrave is going to be a thing. It's kind of happening at the it's moment. It's starting to happen. Like McBride, we've seen McBride, we've seen Kincaid, we've seen uh, Michael Mayer took out a touchdown. Some of these young tight ends starting to come into their thing. And so, you know, Musgrave, who's had over 50 receiving yards in consecutive games, it's a nice matchup with the Chargers to allow the third most fantasy points to opposing tight ends this week if you need a streamer this week with Musgrave. Um, then uh, Tyler Conklin, he's out there. He plays for the Jets. Second most targets for the Jets there uh, at Lawrence. And then Tanner Hudson is 100% available. As he probably should be. I, I don't know. Look, he's had at least 10 receptions the last two games. He's out-targeting Irv Smith 12-5 over that stretch as well. They're playing Baltimore on the short week. This is the Thursday night game. But again, if you're desperate, Tanner Hudson is somebody who qualifies a tight end and you could do worse and probably have. Yeah, Musgrove's <laughs> the guy uh, on that list yeah. that is the most interesting. Jordan Love quietly yes. has been playing a little bit and, better. And, even and, and look out, there. Green Bay plays the Chargers, and then they play the Lions. And yeah. we saw those two teams yeah. play each other and yeah, saw what like they gave up. Game. So, yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay, let's look at some defense special team targets, starting off with the Dolphins at home. Off of the bye, Lawrence, they attack. Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders, and then you also have the Commanders, Jags, and Lions in favorable matchups. Who do you like here? Yeah, like the Dolphins here. You got the Raiders are definitely playing inspired football uh, under Antonio Pierce. The offense still isn't doing much, though, and you like a decent Miami defense here uh, against any rookie quarterback, especially if they're making their first few starts. I also like the Jaguars here. Yes, they just got thumped by the 49ers and bullied off the field, but that's not going to happen versus the Tennessee Titans team. who They've been struggling as well. against. They struggled against the Tampa Bay defense that you should be able to throw against them. Since Will Levis's first game, it really hasn't been up to par, so I like the Jaguars. Um, and the Dolphins here. You got uh, Matthews Commanders here going against the Giants. We'll never be mad at starting a defense against uh, young Tommy DeVito who gets hey. the name. Yeah. <laughs> they, made you, they made you want to do that, that name, DeVito. A uh, slight variation on the Luigi. Yeah, exactly. It's a little more New Jersey. A little more New Jersey he, as well. Uh, and by the way, and, the, and you know, the Lions, like <laughs> Justin Fields should be back for the Bears, so that's not as good a matchup as you might think. But the fact is, is that the Lions defense is good. 
I mean, and that team is playing really well. The game's in Detroit as well. Okay, let's close out with some droppables so you can pick up these players. Derek Carr, who seems to have avoided major injury, and he's on a bye, but he is not performing up to fantasy standard. Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor, that's his backfield now. Miles Sanders as well, that's Tuba Hubbard's. Uh, Michael Thomas, fear to have significant injury. Why are you looking well, at me, Because you, you have him in our league. Are you going to drop him? Will you drop him? You know, he uh, gonna drop him and pick him up. You know, on Friday I was at a wedding uh, celebration of love, and uh, then I got a message that Michael Thomas had uh, attacked someone with a brick, <laughs> uh, which just shows your life. It's ups and downs. Uh, Darren Waller also droppable uh, with his health concerns and also just everything that's going on with, with the, Giants. the Giants' offense at the moment. Tommy I wonder Davido. if Dayball brings Dorsey over. Yeah, maybe. You can do anything. It doesn't matter. Anything, anything, <laughs> they do anything they, they new uh, will be better. They, All right, we're going to hit our want. first break. When we come back, we'll dive deeper into the big Monday Night Football game and the Broncos' redonkulous win over the Buffalo Bills. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips, and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Sucks. Shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Um, it's a lot of bad football. A lot of bad football. After this performance, do you remain confident after all the, quote, and to use your words, bad football that was put on display tonight? <clears throat> yeah, I'm still confident, but. It's no secret, the clock's ticking, you know. Gotta have some urgency now. Okay, Bills Mafia drinks free. A forlorn Josh Allen. Made some tough press conferences for Josh. This season, 5-5. Five and five. Would have hoped the urgency might have kicked in a little earlier than 5-5. Five and five. He struggled, uh, and he was one of the stories. But to me, Matthew, uh, certainly one of the biggest stories was Stefan Diggs uh, and just doing largely nothing, going 3-for-34 and uh, not cracking the fantasy leaders in this matchup. This yep. is the top 10 performers fantasy-wise in Bills Broncos. And uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, nowhere to be seen. Fewer points than some of the fantasy superstars of the world, such as Samaje Piran and Latavius yeah, this is a super annoying game for about eight billion reasons. I was I'm in two I'm in three guillotine leagues. Actually, I'm in four, but I've already been eliminated in one of them. So I was <laughs> so in three. I was in three. I was in three, and in one league, I basically I needed 24 points from Josh Allen to beat Stephen D'Agostino. Yeah. Um, and in another league, I was up 22, and the guy behind me had Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, and yeah. Diggs was just having this bad game all the way. I'm like, well, I got a shot at that one. Yeah. And anyway. Diggs and Allen combined for just enough points to get me eliminated in that one. But Allen, of course, didn't have enough points yep. to keep me alive. And so Steven, very, very brutal. I completely blame Denny Carter, who uh, told me Deontay Johnson was going to have a huge game. Yep. Just so you know. Ultimately, um, I don't think... And not look, Travis Etienne, who also did nothing for my team. did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Look, I don't think there's anything you can really do around no. Allen and Diggs. You're just starting those guys every week. They will turn it around with their right. new offensive coordinator. Yeah, of course. They fired the <laughs> offensive coordinator. Everything's the fine now. It's yeah. going to be good. Yeah. It's... Um, 
Things are not good. But, yeah, I mean, right. And, and uh, <laughs> Trayvon Diggs is t- tweeting yeah. about how getting uh, Stefan out of there. Like, it's going to be a fun week in Buffalo. There's, uh, there's Trayvon's tweet. Man, 14, got to get up out of there. Why? Uh, with some with the crying emojis for those that are just listening. And then he goes, let's not forget, he didn't start going off till bro got there. Uh, That's come a shot on, at Josh man. Allen. You ain't got to do that. Man, let, listen, Stefan, I know they're brothers, man. Stefan Diggs is a grown-ass man. Let him handle what he got to handle with his quarterback. What Trayvon is doing is creating drama. It's, Un- it's, you know he it is? knows that we're going to play this. That's right. He knows all the outlets are going to post this, right. t- post them tweets, man. Yeah. Get your knee right and play. <laughs> get back to being the player we know you can and let your brother and his quarterback work out what they got to work out. Yeah, you know what that is? That is hashtag not helpful. Cause uh, he but, ain't playing for Dallas. Stephon Diggs is never going to go play for the Cowboys and maybe when he's like 36 or something. Yeah, Not now. Sense. That makes sense. I, but I agree with you, Jay, from a, from a fantasy standpoint. Very frustrating day at the office. Uh, give credit to the Broncos' defense who played well. Again, they slowed down the Chiefs before the bye as well. The Broncos yes. are playing defense like, candidly, we all expected them to at the beginning of the season. So it's bad day at the office for, uh, for Allen and Diggs. What are you going to do? Also, same for, for Gabe Davis. That is what it is. I mean, like with Gabe Davis, you just you either always start him or never start him as well. I think if there was one positive in a game in which the Bills' offense clearly you know, starts and stops, Dalton Kincaid continues to produce. He's now had 15 or more fantasy points in four straight. He's the fifth best tight end in fantasy over the last month as well. Uh, Allen obviously trusts him when they get in close. He's got a 24% target share, this kid. Yeah, I mean, he's just a locked-in tight end one. Allen seems to have that report on him. And the good thing is, is that he's made mistakes, and Allen keeps on going back to him. So he's a no-brainer start every week. A little bit more of a well, – less of a no-brainer, uh, Lawrence. James Cook, who was up and down, got no. benched after the fumble on the first play, and then he comes back in, fumbles again, but it's like an Australian football rule – Australian rules football bounce, comes back to him, sprints down the field. What are you expecting from Cook going forward? Uh, going forward, well, you know, Leonard Fournette is coming. He's he he himself sent out a tweet that was like my time is coming and and I think it is I think they'll look for a little more explosiveness in Leonard Fournette uh, as opposed to Latavius Murray I think he could come and get that role so James Cook his, his fantasy value obviously won't die because we see he could still right. he could still make a breakaway run and catch his own fumble so you just have to uh, temper maybe the expectations going forward with Leonard Fournette that, coming that play right there where he he. He ran, he got stripped of the ball, the ball bounces right back into his hands, and then he keeps running, was Ken Dorsey's best call, I thought, <laughs> in, uh, of the game as well. Other side of the ball, yeah, I mean, again, Latavius Murray, I, I, we'll see when Fournette, and we'll talk about that when that actually happens, but it feels like it's going to be more of a three-headed committee. Yeah. I, Cook, I, as great as this game was about Cook, he still finishes as running back 23. He's still fumbling. He's still not getting uh, red zone carries. He's gotten less than 30% of the red zone carries for the Bills this season. Maybe a new offense coordinator gets him more involved, but he's merely a high-end flex, low-end RB2 as well. Other side of the ball, we talked about Russell Wilson in waivers. To me, you don't love the wide receivers, but if you have to pick a Broncos one, it is it is Cortland Sutton who has now scored a touchdown. He's like he's Mr. Touchdown. He's scored in seven of the nine Mr. games they played so far this year as well. Not getting a ton of yardage, Lawrence, but you prefer him over Jerry Judy. Yeah, 100%. And just real quick on Javante Williams, he's yes, he's getting going, right? Matthew, you said 
on a fantasy football pregame that you that he'd be a top ten running back. He was RB five, so he's he's looking. Yeah, there you go, there you go. You called that okay. shot. We give credit there. Javante Williams is on his way. Okay, and, we're going to break and, when and we come back. To back to the future. Carries P Ryan and McLaughlin are more just now insurance guys. It is Javante Williams backfield as well. When we return, bets. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 in pocket or $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips, and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Back to the futures. I'll kick us off. Yep. I'm taking DeMar Hamlin at minus 200 to win comeback player of the year. I understand it's minus 200, but that implies he's a 67% chance to win this award. I'm sorry. He's a 90% plus chance to win this award. He came back from the dead. It was an incredible story. He was out there last night playing snaps on defense. Can you just imagine he's at the NFL Honors Night and uh, he's there with the other finalists for that award and then they read out someone else's name? Right. Like, it's just not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers coming back yeah. from the Achilles. Josh yeah. Dobbs coming back from obscurity. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, I think Hamlin will just right. Win Rising because of the, the story dead. and everything he's doing in the community, all of that. Lawrence, what's he is your an bet? easy guy to root for. I'm, I'm going to go uh, with my guy Lamar Jackson here at plus 425. He's got the third best odds right now, even still after that loss to the Cleveland Browns. This was at plus 2100 after after they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers about a month ago. He's about to have a schedule where he has to turn into let it go, Lamar, versus the Bengals, Chargers, Dolphins down the line. They're going to have to start throwing the ball, so I'm going with Lamar there. Okay, Find yourself got, somebody who looks at you the way that <laughs> yes, Lawrence you will, looks at you Lamar will, Jackson. You will never. <laughs> okay, what do you got, Matthew? How about uh, CeeDee Lamb for Offensive Player of the Year at 35-1, to 1, right? Like I, The Cowboys... Mike, the Cowboys are having an unbelievable year, and they, I think somebody has to reward them somehow. Dak's not winning MVP. McCarthy's not winning Coach of the Year. So it's either CeeDee Lamb for Offensive Player of the Year or uh, Micah Parsons for Defensive Player of the Year, and we all think Miles Garrett probably wins that as well. So give me 35-1 to 1 on CeeDee Lamb Offensive Player of the Year. Three straight games of 150-plus receiving yards. My guy eights. They yeah. can't run the ball, but they're throwing it to me. monster year. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For Lawrence and Jay, I'm Matthew. We will see you back here tomorrow. Get better well. Connor. Oh, I don't know what that means. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Fettle (laughs) pal. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off. 
For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.